0: Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men and their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin.
1: and here we are again on another monday night this is man up monday my name is jody burkeen i'm the founder of man up god's way and your host for the man up monday podcast and we want to welcome everyone if you get an opportunity please share this uh podcast we are live on facebook and youtube right now and we would love for you to share this with all the people in your uh, sphere of influence help us reach more and more people as as you can and uh this this podcast is growing weekly uh we are bouncing between uh, in the top 10 of christian um podcasts and we want to thank you for that and we want to get to number one and we need your help doing it if you would make sure to take time to share this i also got some great news we've got a new app it's called man up god's way app you can get it on itunes and google and uh, you can get it for three days for free and the reason we charge for it is because it is a top-of-the-line community app. And uh, we've got content on there that you'll be able to, uh, it will help you. Uh, there's Bible studies, there's a group there, community already in in, in play there. And it's uh, just a group of godly men learning to grow and sharpen each other. And you can check that out on iTunes and Google. And so in the studios tonight, I got my co-host mr Fragosa, how are you doing fregoza you staying out of trouble always 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 going awesome. good good glad to hear that everything uh going good in the um movie or the music business
2: yeah no i got some auditions from uh movie business oh do that's, you? yeah that's okay moving awesome. i got an agent out here in uh st louis and i got a commercial running right now so things are going Paint. we're starting to pick it back up but yeah we got a. Uh, headed to California to record a live uh, mix for one of my buddies, uh, David Michael Watson. I
1: got one of his songs here. You might yeah. to play it for a second. Yeah, yeah. David Michael. Watson. I like the man. All right. This is called The Wild is what this is. I was jamming to it. Sorry, I had it a little loud there. So you're actually going this weekend and recording some songs.
2: Yeah, so he works um, He works for a church called Discover Church out in Lodi, California. And they are doing, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Maverick City, mm-hmm. and kind of like that yeah. circle okay. kind of worship live. They're releasing an EP album with like six songs on it. And so we're, rec- we're recording the live version of all those songs, and they're going to have me sing a couple and and just kind of be a part of that night. So it's awesome. Spend, uh, spend some time with them, catch up. He's actually in, when I moved out here, uh, that's why I love this song so much, uh, Wild from him. When I moved out here, he was very instrumental in support as far as, oh, you know, cool. just spiritual support. He was in uh, the band that I had there in California. And those of you who heard the story, um, I was just tearing it up in California, you know, right. doing doing acting doing music um and just making a full-time living doing that and god said hey how about missouri yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's been a it's been a road but yeah. i'm excited to see those guys
1: yeah that had to be from god because nobody would just drive to missouri and Samuel will plop in st louis so <laughs> that's awesome well, i can't wait to hear some of the songs and the, the stories coming from it. we'll be praying for uh, a great recording for that that'll be cool Awesome. Well, that's The Wild by David Michael Watson and my buddy here for Goza will be singing with them this week. And we look forward to hearing that. Real quick, how we pay for this podcast is through our merch, manupmerch.com. We have coffee, we have t-shirts. One of my favorite t-shirts I have on today, it's called Man Up or Shut Up. Um, and it's uh it, it kind of you, you better be ready to fight if you're gonna wear it. So um, get you one of those on our, our website. I also have my books, coffee mugs, um, all the fun stuff. Again, this is how we pay for the podcast. We'd love for you to go and check it out. Not only do you help support us, but you will also look good doing it. And uh, tonight, man, I'm excited. I've got a good buddy of mine. Uh, Christian Holmes is with us tonight and he is out of California. We're gonna hear his story and uh, about uh, all the things that he's doing out there. So Christian, welcome, brother.
0: Yeah, good to be here, man. Good to to be on this. This is a great thing that you're doing. I think it's really important that we as men have this. These sorts of dialogues are important. Amen. Thanks,
1: brother. Yeah, this has been you know, it's funny it as a passion for mine for years, but I always wanted to do it in excellence. I didn't want to do it, you know, just sitting at a desk and, you know, just, uh, you know, with my phone and recording off of it, I, I wanted to have everything that I could possibly get. And I was talking to a buddy of mine from high school and, uh, this guy has just taken his father's business and just crushed it and very successful, um, one of the greatest Christian men that I know. He's he's at a place now where he's pulled back out of the business. He's uh, he's just a, a philanthropist. How do you say it? For philanthropist, for, for yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, you got play. it. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Whatever it is. He gives is, a lot of money away. How's that? The heat is <laughs> taking over, man. It's giving <laughs> it <is>. a stroke <laughs> up in the studio. <laughs> it is. Um, but um, I was telling about my dream, you know, what I wanted to do. So we've got our podcast studio here uh, in one room and then over across the hallway. We've got a video studio. So we're Hmm. getting ready to launch uh, content and everything else uh, to go along with that video, biblical content. So anyway, it's been a passion of mine to do for a long time. And it just fell in the right time. He helped support it, uh, helped get it off the ground. And here we are today. Uh, this is our 25th episode, so we've been doing this for 25 weeks, started January 3rd, and uh, you're number 25, Christian, so welcome, buddy. Thanks,
0: nice. right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle, Good exactly. To Good to I'm be glad,
1: here. Glad to have you. So you and I met, was it was right during COVID, wasn't it? Um, yeah, right in yeah, the thick of it. Yeah, right in the thick of it, and we started talking about really just trying to, um, and man, life got, I'll be honest, man, life got in the way, um, you know, just the craziness of COVID and trying to keep a church together and without shooting somebody and, um, you <laughs> the craziness of that. <laughs> and we kind of fell to the wayside, but at one time you and I were talking about a program to help guys through the addiction of pornography. And, uh, I know your, your passion behind, um, therapy and um you know helping guys uh get to a place to where um they mentally can just you know reconnect to the world and to god and uh that your that that is your passion. So tell us a little bit about your story of how you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely man. Um yeah, so for those of you who are listening in, I'm a therapist out here in California. That's what I do. I primarily work with men on spiritual issues one of which one of which being uh, addictions right addiction to pornography addiction to whatever um i think it's something that runs rampant in churches and something that we rarely talk about or know how to talk about right and when you say um you know we're going to have a, a men's conference and we're just going to talk about pornography nobody's going to show up yeah, right exactly. no one wants to admit it
1: <laughs> yeah every time right? i so do a a lot- com- every time i yeah, do a conference some- and i start talking about pornography everybody just kind of like you know, goes down in their seat. You don't yeah. see them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. With the Zoom leg?
1: Yeah, exactly. Keep my camera
0: off. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, uh, you know, and, and that was in many ways what dovetails into my story. Um, you know, I became a therapist because I was very moved by the work that I was doing with a therapist, right? That That's right. how this whole thing started for me. And I went into therapy because I was 13 years old parents were divorcing, anything you can imagine that would be going wrong in a home was going wrong, you know, plus trying to figure out how to, how to be a godly man. What does that look like? And I think therapy was um, an important area for me to kind of explore that and ask the real questions that sometimes are a little scary to ask in a church, right? Right. I think um, sometimes people get a little caught up in church culture and they don't ask the real questions that, you know, the pastor's wishing they would ask, right? Right. so, um, yeah, so that's, that's a lot of what I do now is supporting men and helping them navigate those issues, you know, okay. especially the ones that feel scary to bring up.
1: Right. Exactly. That's great. So you, uh, how long ago was that, that you started, um, counseling therapy?
0: um, that I started or started uh-huh. in that it, or started that working, you started
1: that you started, Gosh, started working. I
0: must've been, so I, I probably started therapy when I was, 13 sounds right don't quote me on that but 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 we'll say 13 and then i've been a clinician for four to five years now okay and it's been it's been truly an amazing ride man it's it's amazing to see week you know week in week out how people's lives change right you know you think much wouldn't change in a week and i don't know i'd beg to differ i'd say a lot can change in a week
1: right oh that's good that's really good so your story um you were you weren't always in the therapy business. Those the last four or five years, you started that. What were you doing prior to that?
0: Yeah, before that, I was in the uh, the music industry for many years, okay. and uh, and it was a it was a blessing being involved with that. Um, it was it was really great to to meet other people. You know, I look on it differently now, but but I think the perspective I hold now that I didn't, I, I just couldn't see it at the time, was you see people who are um, willing to be vulnerable right right. i think that's a big fear especially for men we're, we're all afraid to be vulnerable all of us every single one of us we're afraid to be vulnerable we're right. afraid if, if if we say the wrong thing what's going to happen we really share how we feel what happens so we don't talk about it um and i think you know being a songwriter and, and doing production that's what you do you, you you have to be vulnerable and you you end up meeting other people who are creative who are willing to be vulnerable with you and you you have a lot of uh, awkward first dates and you write these songs and hopefully some of them are good and you kind of, you kind of move through it. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a blessing to start there. And then, um, yeah. And then I, I, I was blessed to have kind of gotten get everything that I wanted in terms of um, the music industry, you know, and, and uh, I felt that, that God said, Hey, you know what, it's time to move into what, you know, to be the next thing, which is to, to help, others with their, their mental health wow. and kind of a different, in a different space. Right. Let tell you the truth. There's not much difference. You know, there's not much difference. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. 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 You know. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's been a real blessing.
1: That is awesome. So, so obviously you were walking with God while you're in the music industry or I, obviously you wouldn't have heard what he was saying and telling you to do. How hard of a transition was that for you? Were you, hey, you was it? Okay i could imagine yeah
0: no that was that was a big that was a big shift for me um you know i think i think it's really easy especially with something as um uh, something something like the music industry which is very much focused on image you know to to it's it's easy to uh to unknowingly place a lot of your identity in that. And so right. I think it was a big, it was a big shift for me, you know, on, on top of the extra schooling you have to do. Right. right. Um, I, I think there was a big shift, you know, going from an industry that is very insular, right. There's, you know, music industry people are typically with themselves to go into something completely different. And, a, you know, a big thing for me is I, I believe that, you know, exactly what we're doing here is so important, right. Technology right can really be used as a tool to bring us all together. Unfortunately, a lot of times that doesn't happen. Right. A lot of times it creates more division, it creates more problems. Right. But you know, part of my training was I wanted to go through it all online. That was really important to me because I really do believe the future of mental health therapy, these sorts of services are going to be done through VR, through, right. obviously we're doing it through Zoom. I mean, COVID right, exactly. happened, right? Yeah. So, so that's, you know, that was a big, a, a big passion for me. But yeah, it was a big shift it was a big shift coming from that into this. Although in many ways it's still similar. I I think there was a lot of my identity that I had to make sense of at that time. that I hadn't really visited in a while.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Wow. So, so going from there to the therapy, um, game you you were i'll call it a game i don't mean to call it that but just the business. No, you're good that's good made it sound like the drug game yeah exactly yeah 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 the therapy game (laughs) yeah for (laughs) goes and i were talking earlier i was like man i got an idea and he's what he's like what we're gonna sell drugs i was like well the gas prices keep going up we may have i was in (laughs) i was okay with that but um (laughs) the game i should say the therapy the business um you know what you're doing so you know you've been doing it for four or five years and you've been in um, unfortunately, during the craziest time, uh, in my lifetime, uh, starting in therapy, how, how different was it prior to pre 2020 to after 2020? Like, yeah. do you have, do you have kind of a barometer of that? Do you have like, oh my gosh, night and day. Is it, is it night and day? Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause who thinks you can shut down a whole country, right? Until right. it, until it happens. And, and, and I think that was. That was a big thing that um, I think we all had to adjust on, right? You know, unfortunately, right. I, I, really, I, I really hate that the term social distancing, right? That's the term we use, social distancing. Right. I really disliked that term because to me, that's different than physical distancing. Right. And I think the social distancing is really the problem. I, mm-hmm. I think people became lonelier than ever. I right. think people became more depressed, more anxious, more, whatever they were dealing with, it skyrocketed. Right. You know, cause there was so much uncertainty and there was that lack of social connection, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as, as, as far as, you know, things on my end, yeah, I had to completely revamp everything. I wasn't right. able to meet with people in the office anymore. We had to figure out zoom. We had to figure out other, other platforms and how to do all of that. And I, and I do think, um, I think people suffered in that transition, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. I you think know it's it,
0: yeah. It's one of those, it was, I feel COVID has been one of those things that is a uh, it's an immersive experience. Yeah. Right. It doesn't just affect you. It's not like, Oh, my business is bad or, or, you know, I'm having these spiritual issues. It's like, no, everything, all Every, of you yeah. is going to be affected by this.
1: Yeah. Everything you that know? you're involved in, you know, whether it's social yeah. media, work, church, home, you know everything yeah. that you took businesses like it's a it, it affected everything how did your um so i'm assuming therapists have like a um what's the word i'm looking for like a like you have your uh you have your vein like the things that you're really good at your you know you, niche. you kind of your niche whatever your that is kind of, yeah. yeah your specialization and did did it change did your technique i guess that's the word i'm looking for too is did your technique have to change um after 2020 like i could imagine like you're dealing like what you were saying you're dealing with family issues and business issues and just you know just normal day stress prior to 2020 then we have in and you're in california so you had lockdowns a lot longer than we did um mm-hmm. here in the midwest So I could imagine that you had a lot more people just with that social distancing, with that that, you know, being in in an apartment or the house or all by themselves for months, almost almost a year. I think it was out there before they actually opened stuff up. So, yeah, are you having to deal with different issues or are they just magnified now? So what I noticed was the magnification. Okay. that was the big thing especially
0: you know and and a lot of the stuff that I focus on, I, I work a lot with men. I work mm-hmm. a lot with high performing men. And I work a lot with men dealing with addiction. and oftentimes all three are kind of in in one person, in one person you know? yeah you're right, right. right. Yeah. So in terms of addiction, i there was a huge increase of that, right? Because people are at home. I think it was I, I don't know that I have the facts completely straight on this, but I think it was Italy, you know, one of the major, porn streaming sites was offering free, you know, premium subscriptions to everyone in Italy while they were stuck at home. So there's a, been a, there has was a massive uptick in people consuming pornography and understandably so getting addic- addicted, you know, right. close quarters with the spouse. So now there's more conflict, right. you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to still operate their business or, you know, perform at their job and, you know, basically tutor their kid. Right. Because they're kids doing school from home. So I think everything just magnified.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, and, yeah. in a really
0: odd way. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. As a pastor, man, I saw it too. You know, I meant and to be honest, I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. Like mm-hmm. I I think there's still this this it's almost like a, uh, you know, the earthquake in the middle of the ocean. It takes a minute for that tidal wave to hit the, the beach and We've had the earthquake and we're starting to see some semblance of that tidal wave, but we haven't necessarily seen it yet. And that's what scares me more than anything, because not only do we have the pandemic, now we've got, you know, a, a financial crisis that's getting ready to happen. Um, right. most, most likely, I pray that it doesn't, but um, I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, you know, it's kind of kind of getting ready to happen. So that's going to escalate people's fear and their worry and their their doubt of the government and you know if things don't get on the shelf like they're supposed to uh you know you may have anarchy at that time um how how are you um i guess how are you preparing for it what do you what are you looking for are you just trying to to get through the people that you've got right now to keep them from committing harry carrie and um you know give up on life is that kind of where you are now are you are you forward thinking a little bit to see what can be done in the in the future
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm very much you know with the clients that i work with i am really working with them on building resilience right or what we would call in psychology affect tolerance in other words I'm wanting people to recognize that now more than ever, I think it's becoming abundantly clear that the external is not always within our control. Right. And so I'm encouraging men to double down on the internal
1: because that's, that's what's going to
0: bear fruit at the end of the day. That's good. And, and so that's really the focus for me is helping men build up that internal and expose where it's still struggling, right? Where, where, you know, where, where the, uh, the, the, the cracks in the foundation are, so right. to speak. Good. So that's a lot of the work that, that we're doing because I think what this is doing is this is just showing people that you think you have your ducks in a row. Right. And you can think that in, until the next wave. And so how do we actually build the ability to tolerate the storms and get through right. them? That's you know, that's I think good. that's going to be more useful because if it's a pandemic, a, fin- a financial crisis, it's not going to matter. There's always going to be a next thing.
1: There's always a nice thing. Oh, that's good. Forgive yeah. me if
2: you, if you answered this already, I was doing some social media stuff over here, trying to pump out uh, some yeah. info about the show. How many uh, clients are you working with? I mean, are you, I'm assuming each, well, this is a better question. Not how many are you working? Mm-hmm. With. What's the max that you could possibly work with as one clinician? Um, what does that look like? Cause there has to well, be I'm- a limit, correct?
0: So there's not. I mean, you you we get to sort of set our schedule however we want. So it's kind of like asking a um, a, a business owner, well, how how many um, how many products do you want to have? Right.
2: How mm-hmm. many
0: customers do you want to have? Right. Um, so then it kind of becomes a a question of well, how how many can how many people can you support and still maintain um, sanity? Right. Because. Right. Yeah.
2: Maybe you, that was the better
1: question. Right. Yeah. You, know? right, yeah. right.
2: yeah, you got to go to therapy yourself. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right. Well, you know, I, something that I'm sort of switching to now is actually starting groups. Because I think, you know, with the social distancing, which is really what people have experienced, they've experienced disconnection from yeah. their friends, their family, their loved ones. They've experienced disconnection. And I think that's what we're seeing right now is people are more disconnected than ever. And so symptoms increase. And we were made to be connected to God and to one another. That's right, kind of the whole point here. Right. And when we're not, that's when these things start to show up the anxiety, the depression, whatever else. So what I'm moving into now, I still I, I still work with people one on one. Um, but I'm starting groups now for you know like minded individuals where they can start not only having access to me but having connection with one another, because I think that's a really important part of the healing process. That's what church is, right? right? It's, it's a collection of believers.
2: That's actually, so, a, I mean, in my opinion, that's a more accurate description of church than what we do on Sundays, right? You know, is, is communing with other like-minded believers. And, and that question was actually leading up to this. Okay. With that group of people or groups of people that you are talking to um, how many of them have, um a healthy internal strength that they're already working on. Like you said, you're you're encouraging um the people that you're working with to to move from the outer, the exterior to the interior. Um, how many already have some type of foundation there or is there a lack?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well here's what I'd say. I'd say if you're willing to show up to a therapist's office, right? I'm thinking you have some level of internal wisdom that's saying, you know what? Things could be better. I, love I don't know what that means yet for me, right. but things could be better. And so just that step alone. Is, there's
2: some strength. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's some strength, right? There, there is some internal awareness.
2: That's great. And, and I, I, guess, so I,
0: I would say, yeah, go ahead. You're yeah.
2: Sharing. I was kind of just leading up to, to the, what we were talking about before the show, Jody, mm-hmm. is um, God gave us the great counselor. You know the Holy Spirit that just lets us know that we all need counseling like there should be no shame or you know, oh, I'm going to counseling because I'm a weak person and I don't have strength quote unquote well, the fact that you're seeking out counseling is a testament to your strength, yeah, which is super cool
1: that's good yeah that's really yeah. good so so christian you you've got um multiple people um you know that you're you're counseling on a daily basis uh you're you're seeing you know some of the issues that are going on you you realize that um you know this pandemic uh keeping people apart is the worst thing that you can possibly do it might have might have started off um a, like a great thought because nobody in our that's alive right now has been through a pandemic so you think right. you you know you think that's the right thing to do and you realize real quick that Uh, Not only is it wrong for our sanity and for our our communities, but uh, it's just wrong spiritually. Like that's not the way like you said, we're not designed that way. We're designed to to commune with God and commune with each other. Um, What was your take on, you know, for, for me as a pastor, I saw and heard a lot of, you know, just stuff that I would almost question as if it were Christian. Like, Mm. where did you find that? That's not in the Bible. How come you're, you know, and one of the things that I saw more than anything was fear. Mm. And um, did you you see that? Or are you seeing that, um, especially from Christian people, a a fear that shouldn't necessarily be there if they truly understood who Jesus is and the word of God is? Um, Did you see that as well? I meant like a just an unnatural fear of, well, the unknown and death and, you know, everything else. Did you see that as well? Or are you seeing that now?
0: Yeah. You know, I'm really glad you brought that up. I, I have two thoughts on it. I, I think okay. the first one being, you know, the 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 counseling center that I work at, which is called the okay. counseling center. We have about 35 therapists on staff there. The moment we could do in person again, we were out there. We were masked up. We followed all the regulations, but we were there to serve people in person and that was very important because we recognize how scary everyone is to do that and we felt it was right. our duty right as as leaders to to make that first step when it was you know when it was appropriate when it was available to us you know and so i, I in a big way that we talked about it within our, our group was that this is we have to show by our actions right, right. We, we, we you know the the actions speak louder than words and so that, that was a, uh, a big thing that we did was um, actually showing up in person to offer in-person therapy to people. I think we were one of the earliest centers to do that. And that was really important to all of us. Right. You know, the, the, other, uh, the other piece to that is I think what happened, and this is just my take on it, you know, a lot of what we do in therapy, good therapy, in my view, is when we're able to bring the unconscious into conscious awareness. So the things that have been running you that you haven't realized have been running you, we want to bring that to the surface for you to see. Right. And I think what this pandemic did was it brought people's fear to the surface. And I think we're seeing that's good. A lot of people's fear that they didn't even know that they had. They weren't aware of it. They they wasn't conscious to them yet. And yet it was there. And so it's been interesting supporting people navigating that because there's a lot of it, right? That's what we, we've all realized. Right. I'm sure you've seen that in your church, too. There's a lot exactly. of. Fear. Yeah, Ooh, that, that
1: was, you know, I, I've been going through I go when I preach, I do verse by verse, you know, expository preaching. And I just gone through first and second Peter, where there's a lot of persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started in Acts and we're starting to see persecution again. And um what the the American church has never seen is, is persecution. They've never seen real fear. And it's easy for us to say, fear, not fear, not fear, not fear, not until we're actually confronted with something that causes fear. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things I've been trying to get my church to realize is that, listen, if you have Jesus Christ, if you have the power of the Holy spirit in you, the worst thing that can possibly happen to you is, to die. Like, and that's the best thing to happen to you if you do as a Christian, not that nobody, mm-hmm. you know, not, nobody's trying to get on the next bus to, to heaven. Um, right. But for us to be fearful of dying should not be something that we're fearful of. Um, maybe the way that we die, you know, I mean, there's a certain ways that I don't necessarily want to die, you know, when I think of, (laughs) of course, for, for us to be fearful of an illness or financial ruin or anything like that, it's easy to preach and it's hard to live. Um, that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that I saw more than anything was just a fear that was, um, was, was not biblical. And that that kind of broke my heart just a little bit, Um, just just to see where the church is, not just not. And I think I've got a pretty strong, stout biblical church, uh, a loving community. uh, But what I saw from the rest of the United States and, you know, around the world right now uh, was just a fear that shouldn't be there. Matter of fact, Christians ought to be the ones that are, you know, going into the hospitals and taking care of them. And, you know, like that's you look back at the history of the church, that's really what the church was doing. You know, the black plague, the church was opening its doors and bringing people in. And, you know, there was there was not that kind of fear. So I was just wondering, you know, when you're dealing with these people and I love what you said, bringing the unconscious to the conscious, you know, so that they can deal with those things. And, um, and sometimes you don't realize what's running your mind um or ruling your mind until you actually flesh it out and sometimes fear will flesh that out um that's uh i i can't imagine the kind of uh counseling that you're having to do because of that fear you know just that worry and that doubt
0: yeah yeah well i think we're, we're seeing that whole you know we're seeing that a lot of people's houses so to speak are built on sand not rock huh right and and the best thing that someone can do is figure that out as soon as possible. You know, mm-hmm. therapy, in my view, is not a place where we, you know, we just talk about feelings and it's a safe space. And right. that's, that's not therapy to me. Right. Right. I right. don't want you to just feel better. I want you to actually be better, which right. means we have to look at is your house built on sand or a rock? And if not, let's find a rock.
2: Well, that's the scary know? thing about... Yeah what covid did is it forced everybody to deal with their house there was mm-hmm. no escape of anything i mean we had a record number of uh divorces in all homes christian homes mm-hmm. um secular homes it, it's because husbands and wives are having to have conversations they've been putting off for years um mm-hmm. spending every day every hour with your spouse confined to your home um, terrified of, you know, you have this looming pandemic, this looming disease that's floating around on top of you having the stress of knowing that you're not working and no income coming in. And that's a trap we can all fall into regardless of how stable, how stable our foundation is. Um, I've been poor mm-hmm. and I've been, I mean, I've been poor. My, uh, my claim to fame is I've slept on, I slept on the floor for two years in a sleeping bag and, mm-hmm. I'm still terrified of going back there. Like I did it, and, I, and that actually, I was talking to someone about it the other day, and it was some of the most, like, precious time I have with the father. Are those conversations mm-hmm. during that time? And I'm still scared to go back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, as the as the economy kind of shifts a little bit, and I move some things around, and. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, it doesn't matter what my income is, you know, I could sleep on the floor again, like I'm going to be okay. But we still have that, that, uh, you know, our first initial instinct is to oh, clinch up something's coming yeah. at me. We're right. going to, you know, this is not safe. And as believers, maybe that shouldn't be our first inclination or at least very briefly.
1: Right. Yes.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's what makes us, I think that's what makes, you know, us so special right is that i think we are i mean as christians we are human and part of it is we decide whether we're going to overcome those experiences right and not that the fear goes away but we actually get over the hump that's what i mean by overcome right or we we get lost in it right Hmm. and and i think that's that's an important distinction I, i think we do feel all these feelings that everybody's feeling i don't think christians felt it any different than than an atheist did going through the pandemic but i right. think we're called to different action yeah exactly. and that's and that's the thing that pushes us and grows us and you know it's yeah, difficult re- it's challenging that's really
1: good that that call to action you know we are called to be the bright shiny light we're called to be the salt of the earth um, uh to, to to display the fruit of the spirit the love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness and self-control like people don't don't understand that, you know, you've the only way that you can grow those fruit is to get closer to the father. And you can Mm -hmm. only do that through reading your Bible and having a prayer life and having fellowship with another brother, another sister and a community. Yeah, you can, that's the only way that you can do that. And, um, this, the, the pandemic really put a, a squash on, you know, that fellowship and, you know, that community. And we were only, um, our church only shut down for I think three weeks and then we went back to, to church maybe four weeks. I, I can't remember. It wasn't long. Um, and it hurt our church just being closed for four weeks. Like it was yeah. crazy. It was crazy how quick that happened. And, you know, mentally, uh, it just dealt, you know, we lost about 30% of our people for those who were too fearful to come back, you know, just because they were fearful of that. So in your, in your, Therapy, I mean, your counseling. I love what you said while well ago that you you just don't want to talk about feelings, but you really want to get deep into the root cause. And what would be um, like? Uh, you know, you don't have to give somebody's example, but something like what? What do you do to get into somebody's root cause? Like you, you got somebody that's just, you know anxiety driven you know ridden um they're just mm-hmm. worried all that kind of stuff like how do you how do you get deep into somebody like that to really just pull that out and and kind of prune it for them
0: right 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 yeah well a, a lot of it is recognizing that emotions are really indicators mm. um, and and so we want them and i think what right. we live in a society right now and you see this with you know big pharma and these sorts of things where we kind of live in this society where we just want to be in a good feeling all the time right and if i feel bad then i need to medicate that or th- that means i'm defective right i what i try and do with my clients is i i really try and help them understand that when these feelings come up anxiety depression fear you know whatever stress all of this is like a, it's like a check engine light it's asking you to go under the hood and so depending on what the check engine light is that will dictate where we go. Right. You know, so, you know, with a, with a lot of these feelings, we have to look at them instead of instead of it being, well, this is what I'm feeling right now. It's like, let's recognize that there is a you and then there's you feeling this thing. Right. Right? And so let's understand what this thing is really about.
1: Oh, that's so, good. for
0: example, you know, you guys were talking about um, being stuck at home. Right. What I found with a lot of my high performance, uh, high performance individuals I work with, they really struggled with this, right? Because now, now they're with their spouse all the time and they're with their kids. And this is typically an area where they don't do very well. They do well in business. That's right. where they do well, right? And right. so that's that's, that was an interesting thing to explore with them because what, what did they find? Well, they found that they worked as hard as they did. One, because they love what they're doing and they want to provide a a product and service that benefits the world and and the people who are purchasing. Yes. But what they also discovered is it's a little more predictable than a spouse or a child, right? right? They don't know how to deal with not having control. They're used to, if I put a certain amount of effort in, I get a certain amount of stuff out, especially people performing at the highest level They kind of know what works and what doesn't. Right, exactly. So now they've gone from being, you know, the Tom Brady of football to now Tom Brady being stuck playing tennis, (laughs) you know, and it's not pretty. Right. And so we're then dealing with their actual, so where does the feeling, the feelings then go into their beliefs, right? Right. Which is, oh, maybe I don't believe I'm very good at these things, right? right? And then there's a feeling of inadequacy, right? And so for each person, it's a little different, but typically- I really start with feelings are a good thing because they good. inform us. Good. We don't want to act out of them all the time, but they mean something.
1: Oh, that's so we good. want to
0: understand them.
1: We want oh, to understand
0: good. what's going on. Okay. You know,
1: so in a world where guys, uh, especially guys want to hold their feelings and not allow mm-hmm. their feelings and our emotions to come out, um, how do you go about dealing with that? Or, or yeah. by the time, or, or by the time they come to you, those emotions and feelings are already out. Is that typically? You know, oh, like, I wish uh, I would. Oh,
0: they're all locked up. They're so they're, t- they're all shut down.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell, tell you Go ahead. You're saying. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead,
0: go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say it's it's funny because a, a lot of the you know a lot of the the guys uh, recently that I, I've been seeing a lot of them came because their spouse said you need to go. Oh, right, they don't even yeah. know why they're there. Right. They're just showing up. They don't know why they're there, and then we figure out why. Right,
1: right. exactly. So,
0: but but it's tough. I think I think we've there, there's been a understanding that you know boys don't cry or whatever it is, right. and and I think you know when we look at scripture, what does it say? There's there's a season for everything. Right. Yeah.
1: That's you know? good. That's good. And and
0: I think that's the trick is figuring out how to how to show up when when it's our season. Right.
1: Well, I want to tell our audience that, you know, depression is a real thing. Um, in 2016, I experienced it for the first time in my life. Um, I just, we had just launched the church in 2015, two weeks before that, uh, we found out my wife had cancer. And so she um, she ended up going through chemo, and it like literally almost took her out. Like just the chemo, it wasn't the cancer. It was the chemo that about killed her. Um, for nine nine and a half months, she was basically bedridden. Um, you know, could get her out of the house very little. I'm raising four kids, um, uh, twins that were three years old. Um, you know. A, a 14, 15, 16 year old. I have two of those, uh, as well. And trying to run a church and run a company. I had a company at the time and, um, and just, I was going balls to the wall and I was kind of like what you're talking about. Those high performance guys, man, I was just, I was going from six o'clock in the morning to, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I was just going for 10 months, just constantly going, 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 taking care of kids, taking them to daycare, taking care of my wife, taking her to the hospital, going back to work, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Well, then my wife got healed and praise God. And, um, she started taking back control of the house and, you know, taking care of the kids and making sure all that stuff was done. And then for this moment, for the first time in almost a year, I was able to sit and think like, and, and all of a sudden this depression and from what I hear, it's called like a caregiver depression or something, you know, I for the longest time I was taken care of, then all of a sudden I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now I'll never forget the day that it happened as I stepped off the side of my bed or I rolled out of the side of my bed and I just put my feet on the bed. And when I stepped off the bed and I looked straight, uh, my my bathroom is right there. There's a little hallway and then bathroom. There's a big plate glass window. And I'll never forget the very first day. Um, I looked up and I looked at that window, and something in my head said run and jump. And my my bedroom's on the third story of a walkout basement. So it's a two-story house with a full ba- with a basement in it with a walkout in it. So it would have been a good, you know, 25 foot, 30-foot drop if I just run and jump. I was like, whatever. So I went and got in the shower, I got up, went downstairs where I read my Bible is uh, in our breakfast nook and our deck is right there, which is on the second story. And something said, look at the, I was looking at the deck. and said, go hang yourself like in my head. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. And so uh, I get my car and I'm driving off to go to a meeting and something in my head said said swerve in front of the semi, like just like that And like Groundhog's Day. That happened every day for the next probably eight weeks wake up, look out, jump out of the window, go downstairs, read my Bible, go hang yourself, get in the car, swerve in the bridge, swerve in the river, sort, you know, like all of this stuff. And um, I was like, man, I would never do that, you know, for my family's sake, because they're going to have to come get me or find me or whatever. And so my business was tanking at that time, just because I'd let it go for so long. And all of a sudden I got this huge contract in uh, North Carolina. It was at a Marine Air Air Force or a Marine base out there. And I was going to get this huge contract. I needed the money. And as soon as I, I got a call from the the general on the the base and he said, well, before we give you the purchase order, we need to need you to come and check this place out and make sure everything that we're getting, I want to look you in the eyeballs, shake your hand, all that kind of stuff before I give you this contract. And I hung up the phone and I thought that's where I'm going to do it. Like in my head, that's where I thought, you know, I'll be in a hotel. I can kill myself right then and there. And, um, let the maid find me and then they can ship my body back and they, my, my family won't have to deal with it. Anyway, make it a long story longer. Um, I hung up the phone. I told him all of a sudden, I don't know why I just told my wife I've got a problem. I've got, I've got an issue. I need to talk to somebody. I have a buddy who's a counselor. I called him up and I said, I need to talk to you immediately. And for the next probably six weeks, we met twice a week, you know, just to be able to talk these things out. Like, all I was was exhausted. Like I just mentally, you know, I'm trying to run a church and trying to run my family and all of this kind of stuff. And, um, the best thing that I possibly could have done was to sit and talk to somebody like that was the greatest thing just to be able to share my thoughts, my feelings, like in my head, I'm thinking I can't go talk to a counselor because not only am I the, lead pastor of a church, uh, I have a men's ministry called Man Up God's Way, you know, that, you know, I I try, you know, our tagline is don't be a spiritual sissy. Um, But that doesn't mean, you know, in my head, even Satan was telling, and that's not the way that I founded Man Up. Man Up was, you know, to be a godly man is to humble yourself, to, you know, learn to read the word, to, to have a relationship with God, the Father, to serve your wife, to raise your children in a godly manner, to serve at church. Like, that's what man up God's way is. It's not, you know, no feelings and and all of that. And that's what the enemy was trying to tell me to do. So I say all that to say is that anybody can get depression Mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't recognize it. Sometimes you don't want to deal with it. Uh, But the best thing that you can possibly do is not to stuff that the the more that you stuff it, the more, and then the harder it's going to be to deal with it later. And so I want to encourage men that are listening out there um, you're not alone. Number one, um, every, every man has pretty much gone through depression. Every woman has pretty much gone through depression. Some deal with it easier. Some don't, um, some don't ever deal with it and it eats them alive. And so I just want to encourage you to make sure that you do talk to somebody. So, um, just to,
2: just a piggyback on that, you know, you said I can't be the one who's depressed because, you know, I'm man up God's way. We right. think about men in the Bible, you look at mm. David, uh, I think it's Psalm one. I can't remember what verse we're going through it. I have a writing group. We're just going through the Psalms right now, but he's talking about his bed being soaked with tears mm. for a long time. And this is not just like one night. This is night after right. night. How long, Lord? And not only did he go talk to somebody about it, he wrote it down. In right. a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wrote it right. down. He told the kingdom about yeah. it. Uh, he said, hey, guys, I'm struggling with yeah. this. How long will you let my enemies prosper against me?
1: Right. Um, so you're yeah, you're definitely not alone. That's good. Yeah, I always tell men that they have five major problems. And it's and, and this is how simplistic men are. We have sex, wives, money, kids and work. And the overarching problem is pride. Like we, if <laughs> we could get rid of that pride and we could actually talk about even in the church about the sex problems that we have, whether it's pornography, whether it's the lack of sex or or can't have sex whatever that is if you're married you're, you've got problems um every man does it has and not saying that marriage is a problem but two people together are always going to be a problem somewhere somewhere you add kids to that you magnify those problems uh if you're if you have a house and cars and all that you've got money problems and most likely if you got money problems you got to work you know so you're always going to have work problems that's how simple simplistic guys are and we need to talk more about that so so, so Christian, what would you suggest to guys that are out there struggling right now? I know that, uh, we got, uh, I think you got to leave by nine o'clock. So, mm-hmm. um, what would you, what would you suggest for guys that, you know, maybe have gone through this pandemic, you know, not knowing all the problems that they had. And all of a sudden these things are rearing its ugly head. Um, you know, maybe they've spent more time with their wife than they have the whole time they've been married or. You know, the relationship with their kids is strange just because they've been with them the whole time. Like what would you suggest to men that are listening um right now? How how to how to deal with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good question. That's kind of the question that everyone's asking now. Yeah. What how did how did, how do I operate in this new normal? Right. And the new yeah. normal has changed yeah. a few times. And right? it keeps changing, yeah. <laughs> and it'll keep yeah. changing, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I really appreciate you, you sharing your story. Um, I, I think it's so important. And and one, I want to normalize the experience of, you know, depression or anxiety or these mental health, what we would call issues. I see them as indicators. It means right. something's going on under the hood. So right. I would look at the obstacle as an opportunity. Okay. Right. So if something's going wrong, there's an opportunity for things to be better, and your spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, right, is suggesting that, hey, maybe things could be better right right And so I would encourage men into action, whether that's with a therapist like me, whether that's you know with with a friend, you know whether that's your pastor, I, I think it's important more now than ever that we focus on social connection, right. right standing in the back of a church, you know, filled with a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people isn't connection. But right. actually getting to know people there, that's social connection. So mm-hmm. I would encourage right. people to to connect, for real, connect right. with people and and actually share what's going on. I think it's incredibly important. And right. fear is a great north star. Whatever it is you're afraid of, that's what you should be talking about.
1: Oh, that's because you know, what
0: you're talking about with that pride I think what lies behind that pride, and this is sort of psychological you know, a psychological perspective, um, we would say that the, the ego only exists to defend something. So pride is really there to defend something, right? right. There's some sort of underlying shame or feeling of inadequacy or something going on mm-hmm. that you need to be talking about and you don't feel that you can. And I would encourage you to do that because that's where the opportunity lies. Oh, that's, that's where good. the connection lies. Right. We that's have to take good. that risk, though. And everyone's afraid to take that risk. But why did God give us fear? Right. Why do we experience that emotion? Well, from a psychological standpoint, it's to call us into action. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear when there's you know, when, when there's a saber tooth tiger is the thing that tells me I needed to run back in prehistoric days. Right. 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 And, and that fear that we feel now, we can use that and move ourselves into action right? Mm. And when we do, I think we're a lot happier than when we don't. Mm. I think a lot of people saw what it feels like when we don't, when we just right. sit on the couch and we stew and it festers and it gets worse. It's like credit card debt, right? right. You know, you don't pay <laughs> it. What happens? It gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah. Um, one of the, yes. I love
2: that you use those two examples. One of my favorite authors, uh, Ryan Holiday, uh, two of his books that are great is one is The Obstacle is the Way. Um, and it actually is one of the books that uh, inspired one of my songs, Welcome Fear, um, to step into that. And the other one, um, Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy. Um, and those two issues, it seems like, especially for men, especially for high performing men, those two are fear, one, uh, and then uh, our ego getting in the way of us actually expressing and moving forward. And I, I love that fear the, the way you put that uh, fear is a call to, a call action. to action. I yeah, love that's that. Good. That's money. That is that's good. great.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, brother, I know that uh, you got some some men to take care of uh, this, the rest of the night, and we want you to to do that and do it well. So we're going to let you go here. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us. Um, and it's been a pleasure um I love uh, chatting with you and talking with you we need to hook hook back up and try to yeah. know, actually do something you know what I'm saying like uh, I do I okay. do so yeah um,
0: so, hey, it was great being on this the pleasure is mine and, and I think this is such an amazing thing that you guys are doing it's needed it is awesome. so needed and uh, for those of you who are listening I think you know it's it's important that we reach out right that's what Jody's created here right. is a platform for people to step up and reach out.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, Quickly, 30
2: seconds, if we can. I got your website here. I shared it in the stream. I found you on TikTok. Are you on, do you have an Instagram handle or a Twitter?
0: So I I don't have an Instagram or Twitter, but you guys can connect with me at christianholmestherapy.com.
2: All right. There's buttons all
0: over, all over that. And I have a lot of resources on anxiety, depression, ADHD, couples issues, all kinds of articles on there that are there to support you guys as the listeners. So yeah, christianholmestherapy.com.
1: So okay. uh, Christian when you get a chance download the app uh download the man up god's way app. God just gave me an idea and I think I know a way that we can work with each other. Wonderful. Uh, seriously because we're trying to do some exclusive stuff on the app and a therapy section might be the way that we do some of that. I'm I'm I'll
0: download it as soon as I can
1: and hey, let's yeah. talk about it more. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. All right. All right Great brother. seeing
0: you both. Take care.
1: Good seeing you, brother. Take it easy. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, man, that was awesome. Yeah, heck
2: yeah. That was that's good. Uh, it's a top man. Therapy, uh, counseling. I just go back to that. Uh, it was my it was my brother's words of wisdom. We all need we all need a counselor. That's yeah. why God gave us the great counselor. And I think he might have been quoting John Eldridge. Yeah. So I'm giving my brother credit for that.
1: <laughs> credit for that. You know what's crazy is uh, my wife and I were just talking the other day is as, as how much counseling that we do. And you know, we use it in a um discipleship way, you know, decide trying to get people we're 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 not qualified for you know the deep, dark, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are for some of the anxieties and the fears and you know depressions. We can always lead them to the word of God. But again, many times in therapy it, it feels like it's like leading a horse to water. You can't make them drink, well, you can't make them. Dive into the Word of God for, and sometimes, like for me, getting into the Word of God is my therapy. Mm-hmm. That that brings me closer to God. It takes me away from the spirit. Like my life verse is Romans eight six. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the Word. I have to be in prayer for me to have that kind of peace. Otherwise, man, I am a bad case. You know, just. Well, if I'm in
2: the flesh, if we don't have if we don't have healthy ways to to exercise our counseling. OK, so I've I've never done counseling. I have mentors mm-hmm. that I call. I have a, a and, that's, very, and that's really what that yeah, is. That's, that's what, exactly what, that's that what is. it is. So there's um, we just don't do this in our culture today. Right. Our culture is continually getting more and more segmented for the first time in human culture. We have segmented ourselves to individual family units right. with man, wife, children, house, man, wife, children, house, man, mm-hmm. wife, single man, house by himself, right? like right. That, <laughs> that. And so uh, there's a book called Tribe that talks about just the the culture difference that we have uh from the old indigenous cultures or some type of community and even the christian culture with a community of believers uh you look at the church of acts they're doing life together they're living in community with each other um one of my friends made a joke we're just talking about the economy and how rough it is i was like man i'll move 30 people into my house. Like, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> we'll go, yeah, exactly. we, run, we ain't running yeah. out of money. Everyone's going to pay 20 bucks. We'll make the board. talking <laughs> for 15
1: years. We'd need a compound. Like, I just want to build a compound, put a 10 foot foot around. Fence and we, around and we, and we and just, just got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's David Koresh
2: yeah. over there again. Charlie what we working. really need is a fence. The coal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I the coal, can build the, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We get everybody to start growing their own food and exactly. shoot their own cows. I know. It. Well, uh, we'll get it.
2: hydroponics. We'll put it underneath the ground. No one can see it yeah, all incognito. Go. Yeah. Now we're
1: talking. Yeah, I was telling I don't know who I was telling somebody, you know, like it, the, the worst thing that you could possibly do is tell people that you're like, you're a prepper. <laughs> you know, because if I'm not a prep family, I got it,
2: family members who are on
1: the show, you know for
2: national Geographic. Yeah, okay. they're in it, man. You
1: know, you know what I'm saying? Like if you tell me you're a prepper and I'm not a prepper and and things go to hell in a handbasket, oh, you know yeah. where I'm
2: going. I've <laughs> never considered prepping. I don't I don't know where to start. Uh yeah, I couldn't, I could never
1: pull yeah, if it off. Walmart closes down so, and I don't know where to I'm yeah, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of screwed. So well that's awesome well uh, guys we do want to encourage you um if you are in a situation to where um number one you feel suicidal um there's this is going on it seems like it there there's hope no hope um and believe me there is hope uh, in jesus christ if you can if you can truly, truly, truly know that you know that you know Jesus Christ and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to indwell in you, uh, number one, by reading his word, number two, by having a consistent prayer life, and number three, by repenting of your sins. If you learn to get those sins out of your life, it's going to allow the Holy Spirit space in your in your heart to well up and give you the guidance and direction that he needs to. And it'll also show you the hope that you have in Jesus um, suicide does not take care of the problems. It only passes on the problems to family members. Yeah. So uh, that's probably
2: that, the best quote I've ever heard with suicide is it doesn't cure your pain. doesn't fix it. It just transfers, just transfers your pain yeah. to the ones that you love the most. Sure does. And that is, that's probably been the single most helpful thing that anyone has mm-hmm. ever I don't even know where I heard it that anyone's ever told me or I've heard to help me combat that right. is knowing that uh, if I decide to check out that I am taking the depression, the fear, the the hurt, all those things that I struggle with mm-hmm. I'm passing it to, pass them, it to them them and I'd rather suck it up and be the one who takes it. Mm-hmm. then give it to the ones that i love the most but there's help
1: that's the great thing yes you know not only through the power of the holy spirit the fellowship of brothers but there's also therapy uh, i've been there I, I i there was a moment where i thought this is this is how i'm going out and luckily through the power of the holy spirit and through just a moment of of honesty and authenticity i confess that sin i confess to my wife i confess to uh, a therapist. And the next thing you know, man, that weight of the world was off my shoulders. And I was able to kind of reboot, almost hit like control, alt, delete and start thinking straight again. And it gave me that opportunity to search my soul and know that that was not what I wanted to do, nor did I want to leave my family or my church uh, that way. So I would highly encourage you guys to uh, find help, find a brother that will listen and um, and, and share. Um, ladies, same thing. I know there are a lot of ladies listening as well. Uh, it, you're not alone. You're not the only one that are going through these problems and there is help out there find a good biblical church a good bible believing church a a church that has small groups that you can get in in, involved with and make sure that you start fellowshipping with the brothers and sisters of the church and it will be a lifesaver for you i promise
2: one of the one of the things i want to reinforce here too i don't want the enemy to to use that as a foothold you have the Holy Spirit in you, even if you are having suicidal thoughts. Amen. If you're, if you're yeah, having a suicidal good. thought, it doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't within you a lot of times. Um, man. God has asked me to do some very, very difficult things over the past four and a half years. Um, move, move 2000 miles away from my family, leave a career I loved, give up, man, I've, I've walked away from relationships. I've man, i There's just a lot. And Mm -hmm. in those difficult things, things come struggle and in struggle, depression and all the above and the enemy attacks those who are working in God's kingdom. So just because you're going through that doesn't mean that you're not where God wants you or you're in the wrong spot. Some of my worst times with um, suicide or or those type of suicidal thoughts is on mission, Mm -hmm has been knowing I am exactly where God wants me and I'm the devil's just coming at me. Right. And I don't know how much longer I can do this by myself. All Like you said earlier to make a, a long story longer. <laughs> <clears throat> so a- about a year and a half into my move here to Missouri, uh, again, no family, um, no money, man. I moved here with 10 bucks in my bank account and I had, I had no cash and God provided abundantly, But there was there I was having a moment a year and a half in and I I literally told God I said I can't do this anymore I'm leaving, I'm I'm either going to leave this Mm -hmm. world, which I know I can't do, or I'm gonna leave Missouri. I know I'm on mission, but I'm going home. I can't do this anymore unless you you know you step up and you provide some some help some reinforcements. Uh, about two weeks later, one of my buddies from back home actually called me and said, Hey man. I think me and my family are getting called to Kansas city. I think we're going to be, we're only going to be a couple hours away from you. I think we're moving our entire family to the Midwest. And uh, I played it off so cool. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting, man. That's great. And I hung up the phone and just bawled like a baby. Like, thank you. Like you're coming through. Like, just cause you're getting attacked doesn't mean you're not. In the right place right god will send it's, reinforcements there is hope but you got to start you got to tell people about it
1: you know you can't right. do it by yourself amen exactly i think we see a lot of examples in the bible of depression you know you see it in david you see it in solomon i think you can see it in paul a few times where uh in his writings he's just you know at a place like man i want to be in heaven well you know? it's, lamenta- it's <laughs> yeah.
2: limitations yeah. you know there's a whole book in the bible committed to this to this type of um Type of expression right. of you know, th- there's a time for everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I almost exclusively write songs of lament. Right. You know, drunk is a lament song. There's no resolution at the end of the song. Right. Uh, the the guy just sounds like he's going through it. That is okay. It is. Um, yeah. You know, we don't always get answers to our prayers, and sometimes God just gives us a burden to bear. Uh, so others don't have to bear it. Right. Um, I know every time I write a lament song, if one person hits me up and says, hey, I needed that which with drunk, right. someone already did. So that's worth it. That that's means awesome. if, if I have to go through something, just so I can write it down, just so I can put it out, so one person can hear it hmm. and not take their own life or not be in a state of depression, right. Right. then exactly. that's I'm in Amen. Like, if, if I have to go yeah. through that. So one person doesn't, that's, I think that's profitable.
1: Yeah. That's why I encourage men to have a two minute, a 10 minute and a 45 minute version of their testimony. You yeah. need to have a testimony ready. You, you don't know if you have two minutes or 10 minutes or 45 minutes, but you got to be ready to share your testimony because you never know who you share that with. Uh, just like me sharing, you know, about suicide. Like I, I truly was in a place where I thought suicide's my only option. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was think thankful to thank to my wife, to my church, to my therapist at the time, um, uh, for the Holy spirit, just to convict me of that, realizing that that's not the way I need to go. I just needed to be a man. I need to man up God's way and talk about it. I need to get it off my chest. I need to, to let people know that, um, you know, that I wasn't okay, you know, and trying to keep a, a stoic face. And so, yeah. uh, men, just, just know that you're not alone. Um, there's help out there. You can always reach us at info at manupgodsway.org. I read every email that comes through. And if you ever need to talk or chat, uh, download our app as well, Man Up God's Way app. Uh, you can reach me directly on that as well. Uh, we would love to have you there and uh, we can help you there as well. So, well, for Goza, man, you have a great week. I know that you're headed to California tomorrow. I'll be praying for your trip. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping, man, you just bring out some great songs, dude. That's going to be good.
2: Well, luckily the hard work's done. They wrote all these. I just got to sing them. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> that's that's nice. That's good. Um, and then I do get to, this is my favorite part of uh, the trip. I get to take uh, about seven days. I'm going to go into the immigrant wilderness with my older brother, it's kind of like our little spot, um, out there. It's three days in three days out. Um, man, when the times that God has spoke to me most in my life has been, uh, out there in those woods and, um, no cell phone service, none of that. Um, I'm really that that's going
1: to be the recharge. That's going to be the recharge I really need. Well, I'll be praying for you, brother. I hope you have a great trip and a great time. So folks, make sure you check us out on any podcast platform tomorrow. The show will be on any of those iTunes, uh, Spotify, our podcast, uh, post is automatic and, uh, he, we're on all of them. So make sure that you, uh, download it, uh, share it with your friends and make sure that you tell everyone about us. We love you. And we will see you uh, next Monday on man up God's way man up Monday podcast. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.